1: The MLB app, baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michaels show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. <laughs>
2: Welcome! It's a Friday! We made it through the week, and there's a lot going on. Today is one of those Fast and Furious Fridays. A lot to talk about regarding the Green Bay Packers getting ready to take on the Indianapolis Colts, and uh, the naysayers are out in heavy, heavy, heavy duty. Heavy duty today. I was um, up early this morning. I was uh, downstairs working out, and I had uh, the television on. I'm flipping around, and I'm watching Good Morning Football on the NFL Network, I'm watching some on Fox, and then I turned over to ESPN, and then there's the Pack- there's the Packers. So I'm like, okay, I turned it up. I'm listening to it. And, man, nobody believes that the Green Bay Packers are a good football team. They believe Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback. But all of them basically said the same thing, that uh, the Packers enjoy it now. It's not going to last. Not going to last. A lot of people picking the Colts to win this weekend, too. Packers don't have a good enough defense to stop the run. Devontae Adams obviously, uh, you know, ailing coming into the – we'll find out later today whether or not he's probably going to play in this contest. Did not practice yesterday. But there is not a lot of belief in the Green Bay Packers when it comes to them being a good football team, a Super Bowl-capable football team. Even though right now they're sitting atop the NFC, Although, uh, you got, you know, Seattle got a win last night. And I tell you what, that was a hell of a game. That Finally, we got a Thursday night game. That was, that was beginning to end worth watching. And you were looking for another Hale Murray. Just never happened last night. But uh, that being said, today, uh, the comparisons are, and I don't necessarily agree with a lot of this uh, when it comes to Seattle being the best team. Seattle's defense sucks. I mean, last night they got after Kyler Murray and Dunlap got the final sack, the guy that they traded for because they wanted to get better. So, it was a little apropos that it happened that way. But uh, their defense is still not a good defense. They've given up a lot of points. Uh, but the big thing last night was they didn't turn the ball over. If they don't turn the ball over, if if Russell Wilson, who redeemed himself last night after a couple of bad games, but if he doesn't turn the ball over, if he doesn't get passes that are tipped, or if he doesn't, you know, fumble the football on a sack, if he's more secure with it, they chances are they're going to win a lot of games. It's it's getting the turnovers that have put them in, in you know, in harm's way. Same thing with the Packers. I mean, you know, you look at the Tampa Bay game. The Packers don't turn the ball over. Farron Rodgers don't doesn't throw the two picks. Chances are uh, it's maybe a different outcome, or at least a more competitive game, that's for sure. 855 830 8648. 855 830 8648. Really good time last night on the uh, on the Bill Michaels Huddle presented by Bud Light Seltzer. Andy Herman, Ross Uglum, PackerReport.com joined me last night. And uh, those two guys, when we came down to our picks, they picked the uh, Indianapolis Colts to get the win. I was picking the Packers to get a win. But we all agree there's two keys to this game. And this game, you can talk about perimeter players, you can talk about wideouts, you can all of that. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Because this game's going to be one of the trenches. Can that defensive front get to Aaron Rodgers? Or can the Packers' offensive line keep that defensive front off of Aaron Rodgers? Can they do anything to open up some holes in the run game? And then the opposite side. Can the Packers stop the run, and can the Packers put pressure on on a guy that gets rid of the ball really quick in Phillip Rivers. That's it. You're going to win this game in the trenches, period, end of story. In most games, you can pretty much throw a large amount of contribution to the trenches. In this game, trenches, period. That's where it's going to be won. Because if Aaron Rodgers stays upright and it has time to throw the football, they're going to win this game. If he doesn't, they're going to lose this game. They're going to lose this game in the same fashion they lost to Tampa Bay. They're going to lose this game in the same fashion they ended up losing to San Francisco twice last year. Same thing. Same thing. 855-830-8648. Today is a prediction Friday. So I want to get your thoughts on this upcoming game. And uh, if you see some other key to this game, some other key to the Packers getting a win, uh, you know, let me know. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm firmly in belief that – this morning, you know, when I kind of went over this thing again, and I, after my pick last night, I thought, no, nope, you know what, trenches. I was up this morning, and just a little while ago, I was watching the, the show Get Up on ESPN. I told you I was flipping around. And it came to Ryan Clark and, and, and Mike Greenberg and Bart Scott. And they got into this discussion, uh, Bart Scott and Ryan Clark, both former players. Uh, they got into this discussion about the Green Bay Packers, and the question was posed because now Seattle got a win, and Seattle's defense isn't nearly as good as what they thought they would be after the trade. But last night Dunlap gets the sack, so everybody's all over Russell Wilson, and they're all they're all chasing that team again and chasing that dream of Seattle and the MVP and such. But when it came, a question to to are the Packers sitting atop the NFC seven and two, mind you. 7-2, and, and you can only play the teams that are on your schedule. But 7-2, and two, mind you, when it came to the question, are the Packers a Super Bowl team right here, right now? This is what this discussion went on, and give give it a minute or so, but this is what they had to say. Ryan Clark, Mike Greenberg, Bart Scott, this is what they had to say about the Green Bay Packers.
3: To me, the Green Bay Packers are, in, and also ran, we will remember them We would think that they they were a good team. We'll talk about them in the offseason to see what they can do to take that next step. But this team doesn't win the championship. This team doesn't win the Super Bowl. And when you watch them play defense, now they're missing some of their corners. They still continue to get ran through as we saw with the Jacksonville Jaguars and James Robinson. And they are so heavenly reliant on Devontae Adams to make plays offensively. I just don't believe that this team has enough. And you talked about it in the offseason Greeny. They need to do more. They need to add. Bart everyone came on this show they thought they had arrived they felt like you know what with the people in the locker room we can win and they're wrong and sometimes when you're wrong you waste the great career of one of the all-time great quarterbacks in this league and that's what we're watching with the Green Bay Packers they're good enough to be talked about they'll be good enough to be a factor but they'll be sitting at home watching the Super Bowl with us because they won't have what
0: it takes to make it there I'm so glad you said that, because it's exactly I think it is exactly right. To to quote the great Danny Green, the Packers are who we thought they were. They were someone who needed to add someone in the draft to help, and they didn't. And they needed to add someone at the trade deadline, and they didn't. And so they will be right where they were last year. Good enough for Aaron Rodgers to take them into the playoffs, but not good enough to win it. And and if it's me, I'm frustrated with that. Bart, what do you think?
3: Well, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing twice and expecting a different result. And the problem was, it wasn't that they needed another receiver. We We were fine to live with that because it looked like Lazard was becoming a great number two. But the fact that they can't stop the run, that opportunity to make a trade for Avery Williamson, the Pittsburgh Steelers thought that they needed somebody at that position. They decided not to. And then what's going to happen is where you just take the San Francisco 49ers and their dominant run game away last year and how they dominated the Packers in the playoffs and you think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the bench and on the sideline most of the game trying to wait to get on the field to try and make a play.
2: There you go. Highly critical. And that's directed not at the Green Bay Packers coaching staff, not at the players. That is directed directly at Brian Gudikins. Now, I want you, and I posted that over on the Facebook fan page, just put that in the back of your mind, okay? And let's see how the rest of this season plays out. Because if the Packers win this game coming up on Sunday, I think the narrative changes. If they are able in the trenches – to do some things that we have not seen them consistently do, the narrative changes. If they get beat, if they can't protect Aaron Rodgers, if they can't stop the run, all of this, all of this, will be right at the doorstep of the front office of the Green Bay Packers. It'll be sitting there. And we'll be saying the exact same thing come Monday. I think this is a big game. I think this is a – this is not – a playoff atmosphere or anything like that. But this is where you've got a good team with the number one defense, the number one overall defense. This is where you're going to have your test. And if you again fail, this is where you're going to point at the front office and say, you screwed up. You, I don't want to hear about the future. What Ryan Clark said is right. When you're wrong, you're wrong, and you are wasting the career of a Hall of Fame quarterback. And if you're obstinate and not going to do a damn thing, then trade him and let him go win somewhere else. Because you are not taking it serious enough to get to a championship. You're treading water, and you're hoping that a Hall of Famer can take you there. So... I thought it was extremely poignant. And it was kind of the same discussion over on the NFL Network. And But this was this was about as called out as it could possibly get earlier today. And I, I, I kind of looked at them and I thought, I'm going to look back on this sentence because this is the way I felt for a while, okay? But as the Packers go on, and you can't deny they're 7-2, you can't deny the defense looked a little better. But again, you're talking about Jacksonville. You're talking about – you know a, a rookie quarterback you're telling you, know, you 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 get these victories and then you start to see life through green and gold glasses because we're close you know and then when you get the national perspective and you look at that you think to yourself wait a minute this is what i felt after they got beat by tampa bay wait a minute this is what i felt after dalvin cook who is still running on them this is the same thing i felt last year after san francisco this is the same thing I felt going into the draft. This is the same thing I felt when I heard they made a trade and I thought Patrick Queen, uh, an upgrade at the at the linebacking position, was coming here. This is the same thing I felt when I went into the draft and I thought, boy, there's one or two really good wide receivers that would probably fit and look good in this offense to, if they could add a linebacker and another weapon. These are the same things I felt nine months ago. And what they're saying is exactly the same. Nothing's changed. So, I want to take that, and I want to put that in the archives, and we're going to hold on to it. But if they get a win this Sunday against a good defense, I think the narrative begins to change, and the way we're seeing Packers' life right now through the green and gold glasses maybe becomes a little bit more of a reality. Give me your thoughts, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Again, 855-830-8648. Give us a shout. I want to hear from you. I want to get your thoughts on this. This is portion of the program brought to you by Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good. I kicked back a few of those last night watching the game. And uh, we did some Facebook Live last night, too. Hey, thanks to everybody that was paying attention to that. We had a good time last night. Um... And I want to do more. I I want to do one this weekend, but I want to get your thoughts as to to the best time to do it. So we'll do that as well. That's coming up during the program. Uh, That being said, uh, thanks to Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer being the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Your thoughts, your reaction to this coming up next.
1: Border to Border. The Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Tell
2: me how to live my life. Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show on the air. We are glad you are with us. Our friends at Van Horn Automotive. Listen up. Listen up. They got some good stuff going on at Van Horn Automotive. And um, the Van Horn Automotive Group, they got their cyber sale going on right now. Right now through December 5th. Saturday, December 5th. Hundreds of vehicles marked out from Van Horn's locations all throughout Wisconsin and in Iowa. You can shop all all of them from one place. That's VanHornauto.com. You can even create your own deal online, or you can set up an appointment. Stop in, get that new car smell, if you know what I mean. Plus, Van Horn's going to offer no payments for 90 days and enjoy seasonal service specials for tires and brakes and so much more, plus special service financing. And do not forget that Van Horn Automotive, they are the home of the 90-day test drive. I did it and loved it. I ended up buying my car and uh, free oil changes, by the way, for life. With every purchase of a vehicle, um, or every vehicle you buy, and remember, every employee at Van Horn Automotive—they're an owner. They've got a vested interest in your complete satisfaction. So go to vanhornauto.com for all the details, just like I did about the Van Horn Auto Cyber Sale. It's coming up. Well, it's actually—it's on right now, all the way through December fifth. So go to vanhornauto.com. That is Van Horn Auto, Van Horn The Van Horn Automotive Group, family born and employee owned. Let's hit the phone lines because uh, I think it's a, a legit conversation about the importance of this weekend, about the importance of the Packers moving forward this season. If they are a true contender, or if, much like we heard from the clip earlier from the Four Letter Network, Ryan Clark, Bart, Bart Scott. Uh, basically saying that the Packers are doing the same thing, ignoring the obvious, and thinking that just by changing nothing, the outcome is going to be different. So that's why this game this week goes a long way into saying, "Okay, you're going to get a win or not over a team that's over 500." So if you get beat up the same way you did against San Francisco, the same way you did against Tampa Bay, the same way you did against Minnesota, and you can't stop the run, and you got same things, same problems. Then the pattern becomes real. The reality is there. If they're sitting at home watching another Super Bowl, that means that front office has wasted yet another near year of Aaron Rodgers by doing nothing. Let's go to Tim listening to us in Oshkosh. Tim, how you doing today? What's up?
4: Hey, Bill. How's it going? Hey, hey you you, and those ESPN guys are spot on. Um, everybody, every NFL fan in the country knew before this draft, that the Packers needed another weapon for Rodgers, and they needed a speedy, uh, mean inside linebacker. They got neither through the draft. I believe that uh, San Francisco is the only other team in history who have had back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and I think they won five Super Bowls. Here we sit with two Super Bowl wins, and I think that's all we're going to get. Um, even if the even if the Packers uh, even if the Packers win Sunday. I still do not see him going anywhere in the playoffs. If a team takes away Devontae Adams, you know what are the Packers going to do? I mean, I just, I just, and they're right, and you're right. It's the GM's fault. I mean, I don't, I just don't understand it. For one thing, I don't understand why they hired Gutekunst. He he worked under Ted Thompson for all those years. Why did we think we were going to get somebody different? I just don't get it.
2: Well, that's where this whole thing – I appreciate the phone call, and I, I thank you. Um, that's what – first of all, he's internal. Uh, a lot of times you do hire from within. You usually hire a guy that is part of an organization that's had success, and the Packers under Ted had success, albeit towards the end it wasn't the kind of success you wanted. And against while he learned a lot of things from Ted Thompson, is his own man. And he has, at times, been more aggressive. Look at when he brought in the Smith brothers. Look at when he brought in Adrian Amos. Look at some of the moves that he's made. Okay, you can appreciate that. But in this particular sense, when you see the obvious and you ignore it, thinking of the future rather than the present, hoping that just merely the present changes in some way, I think that this season – especially as wide open as the NFC is, to not do something, in essence, to hedge your bets, I think was, I, in my opinion, I think was wrong. But now, if they go out and get a win on Sunday, my narrative begins to change. Because then you you look at the next time the Packers could possibly really, uh, on paper, lose a game. Chicago offense sucks. Philadelphia stinks. Detroit, they're not ready for primetime. Carolina is a three win team right now. The next team that they would have to face that would probably have a record over five hundred will be Tennessee. The Bears don't play this week. So the Bears are on a bye. They they will face the Bears. That's a team over five hundred, but I don't really consider the Bears that kind of an over five hundred threat, if you know what I mean. The the Bears aren't a good football team. They're in a free fall right now. So it will be the next real challenge will be Tennessee, and then depending on what the Bears do the remainder of the season, the Bears at the end of the season. But They could end up being, they could end up being 14 and 2. That's legitimate. If they win out, that's legit because they will have beaten two really solid, uh, postseason bound teams. And that to me changes things. But if they get beaten the same course by Indianapolis, if they get beaten the same course because Derrick Henry runs all over them by Tennessee and the same thing happens again and again and again, you can look at Mike Pettin all you want. But if it's the same thing, the inability to tackle, the inability to stop the run, eventually you got to look at the Jimmys and the Joes, right? That's why I think this game in so many different ways is important. Uh, let's go to John listening to us in Atlanta on the Radio.com app. John, how you doing, man?
0: Hey, hey, good. good. How are you today?
2: Great. What's going on?
0: Nice. Yeah, I love this subject. Um, I guess, you know, as far as Goody goes, I mean, we loved him last year because he brought in the Smith boys. The fact that they're kind of useless this year on some levels, I mean, that's not on Goody's. That's not Goody's fault. You know what I mean? They're just right. not playing good. But here's here's my question. I've always wondered this since probably 2011, and th- th- I still look back at that year that j- the Giants beat us in the divisional in 2011. That never should have happened. That that pain still is one of the worst ever. But my question is, and have you ever wondered this? Like with the way Favre went out. I mean, he probably should have got back to a bowl in seven. And again, Giants should have never came into Lambeau beat Packers in 07 in that in that NFC Championship. That was a horrible loss. Mm-hmm. Um, but in saying that, you know, a lot of these guys and, and ESPN, they nailed it. I mean, I think as fans, it's so obvious, and it does make me start thinking. If Goody is just content with a first round win and calling it a day, there must be some content with that contentment with that. But back to back to my point. So when Favre when Favre left. You know, we look back and we're like, man, we wasted a career. He was one and one in Super Bowls. He, and remember the, the should have got Randy Moss? There's always should have, would have, could have. And it's like, how did we not learn with, with, with the way Favre went out and probably should have got back to a bowl? How did we not, as an organization, how did they not learn and say, okay, let's do things a little differently. We have another Hall of Famer, which will never happen again, I don't think. Um, we got another Hall of Famer. Let's let this guy ride out into the sunset. Let's do something for him, at least in the last three to four years. And it's almost like they've learned nothing the way Favre never got back to a bowl. It's weird. It's,
2: it's a great point. And here's the thing I'll say to that, and I appreciate it. Take a listen. Because remember, Favre's the one who threw the interception. Had Favre hit Ryan Grant over the middle, they kick a field goal game over, they're off to a Super Bowl. Okay? So, as much as we want to look at, at what they should have, would have, could have done for Favre, I, and I agree on a, to a certain extent on like the Randy Moss situation and such, just it, it it that that that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. But Favre doesn't throw that pick to throw trying to force it into Donald Driver. You know, no big deal. They kick a field goal. Ryan Grant runs for 20 yards. They're right there. Boom through the uprights. They're off to the uh, off to the Super Bowl. 2014 still sticks with me. That pains me. As a Packers fan, because until they get back to a Super Bowl, that and even when they do, that's never going to get out of the gullet. That's always going to stick right there. Every time you think about it, it's like it's like a bad verb, you know? It's always a, it's that it's that nasty choke factor, because that's always going to be there. But I don't, you don't owe anything to Aaron Rodgers. What you owe is, as a general manager, as a franchise front office. You owe it to do your best. If you are in it to win it, then damn it, do it. That's what you're in it for. And I don't necessarily talk about trades at the trade deadline. What I talk about is the direction of the team that was the, – the tone that was set on draft day. The tone that was set on draft day was not one of – We're going to fill some holes. We got quality talent here at the top of the draft. We made an aggressive move. We're getting a guy that we believe can be our middle linebacker up the gut. You got Kenny Clark. You got Adrian Amos. You got a good secondary. We need another guy. We need a guy that can really tackle up the gut. We can give you right up the gut quality talent. Didn't go after Patrick Queen. They picked a guy that, oh, by the way, will not play for two years. Now he better turn out to be a Hall of Famer. Otherwise that sucks. That's a craptastic pick because not only did you did you mortgage the future, but you didn't do anything for the present. When you when you started the clock ticking, you have three years of a guy and you're not even pushing the chips in the middle of the table. You've got a hall of famer and you're not, you're not fortifying that. I agree with you about Smith uh, Preston and Zaiah Smith. I, I praise those moves. I have given the good, and I'll give the bad, both sides of the coin. I just think that this particular this is why I take that statement uh, off of. And I don't do a lot with ESPN or Greenberg or anything. I I just I don't care for a lot of that stuff. But when I'm listening to that this morning, I thought that's I got to bring that to the table because that that's that was the way I felt. That was spot on. Uh, real quick, let's go to Matt listening to us in Appleton. Matt, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man?
5: Hi, hey, thanks for taking the call. Um. Yeah, you know, like like so many people, the front office is extremely. It's been frustrating, but I, you know, I'm, I'm not ready to change the narrative yet. Even if they win on Sunday, uh, if you, I mean, if you, I know the Colts' defense is getting a lot of, lot of run, but I mean, they played the Bears, the Jets, the Bengals, um, you know, so some of these teams that they played and and got their statistics to where they're at aren't exactly offensive juggernauts with Pro Bowl quarterbacks, so. Even if they win on Sunday, I'm still not ready to say that they're going to be able to make a run deep into the playoffs this year. I just I, 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 just can't see them, once they come up against a team that can pound the ball, stopping it. And it's going to be the same thing as the last few years, I think.
2: I uh, appreciate it. I, it's not that I'm changing the narrative. It's that the narrative, to me, begins to change. And you're right. About the competition they play, you're 100% right. They have not played these juggernauts by any stretch of the imagination. 100% agree with you. But neither of the Packers. And the Packers rank where they rank. Defensively speaking, overall, the Packers in yards per game. Packers are ninth. Packers are ninth, by the way. Top ten. But dive a little deeper. The Packers on yards per play are 20th. Rush yards per play, they're 12th. Or excuse me, uh, rush yards per play, they are 23rd. Rush yards per game, they are 12th. Pass yards per play, they're 22nd. They're 26th when it comes to interception percentage. They are 10th in sacks. They are tied for 9th when it comes to uh, first downs. Giving up first downs and such. So they've got to. But when you look at the the Colts, they're number one in yards per game, number two in yards per play, number three in rush yards per game, number three in rush yards per play, number two in pass yards per game, number five in pass yards per play, number two when it comes to picks, number nine when it comes to sacks. That's a damn good defense. I don't care who you're playing. Damn good defense they got the stats to back it up. We'll talk more about this and a lot of rumors flying around out there uh, about Josh Hader of the Milwaukee Brewers as well. And we'll even touch on the Bucks just a little bit. Our buddy Kevin Holden from CBS 58 uh, in Milwaukee, the sports director over there, he's going to join us. We're going to talk with him about all three of these topics. That is coming up next on the Bill Michaels Show. 16 stations
1: strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
2: Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show on the air. We are glad uh, you are hanging out with us. Um, I'm trying to get it. Giannis just started a live video on Instagram, and if anybody's getting it out there, I keep trying to get it. keeps trying to refresh and saying there's a problem. Maybe he didn't mean to do it, but I was trying to see if maybe he had something to say about this whole mess that's taking place. But, uh, yeah, I keep trying to refresh it. It's not refreshing. So, I, I don't know. Maybe there's a problem. But I was I was hoping Giannis might speak about this whole Bogdanovich thing. Holy mackerel. That's turned into a mess and a nightmare. And Ersan uh, Ilyasova, waved by the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, uh, which makes the likelihood for this. He was one of the guys who was supposed to go to uh, – is he uh, – okay, Sam's telling me uh, back in the studio. Joe's off today, and so is Evan. Sam's telling me back in the studio he's just playing some music. So, he's not saying anything then, right, Sam?
0: No, it's just him singing and uh, kind of singing along to whatever song he's listening to right now. Okay. Just typically Giannis.
2: All right. I thought maybe Giannis would come out with something deeply philosophical regarding uh, Bogdanovich and investigations and such. And uh, Okay, I'm wrong. I was kind of hoping. Uh, let's do this. Let's bring in a guy that uh, should not be singing uh, at all, as a matter of fact. Uh, usually when I kind of stalk him and he's in the shower and he's singing, it's, it's pretty bad. Uh, Kevin Holden from CBS 58, the sports director over there, joining us now. Kevin, how you doing? Yeah, you're, no, you hit
5: it right on the head, man. I um, I, I have I have gone anywhere from scaring people to causing people to call the authorities when I try to sing. So we we'll probably should stay away from
2: that. Absolutely awesome. Whenever you can get the police to bust down your door while you're all sudsed up, that's a good day at the office, right there. I don't care who you are. Hey, uh, Kevin, uh, let's start with the uh, the Bucks since I brought them up. Uh, this, this whole mess with the Bogdanovich deal. What are you making of this right now?
5: I, I mean, I, I need to get to Friday. It's not even that I, that I want to. It's that I need to. i I, I got to figure out, you know, exactly what this, uh, the, the fallout of this thing is. Because depending on who you talk to, you've got four or five different stories about, you know, whether Bogdanovich agreed or didn't agree to this or whether there's still a chance the deal could happen. Although, as you mentioned, with Ursan Eliasova uh, getting waived, it sure sounds like, at the very least, the deal takes some sort of different form now. Uh, it, it's a little concerning to me, uh, although I thought for a little while it was just about maybe the NBA rules, just because the NBA's offseason rules are so bizarre. I mean, as you know, we watched the Bucks take a guy with the 24th pick, and the entire world knew that they didn't have the 24th pick, and they would never see that guy. Like, he was, you know, not a member of the team. He never would be. So, you know, there are a lot of strange rules when it comes to, you know how picks are announced, and how trades are announced, and how signings are announced. And I thought, okay, maybe it's just one of those goofy in in off season things with the NBA. And then we find out the Bucks have waived on. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I it certainly is not a good look, but I'm not I'm not trying to uh, at this moment think that it's 100 percent a bad look for the Bucks. I think it might just be a bad look for the structure of the off season. Uh, I don't know. You might have to ask me that again in 24 hours.
2: I might feel different. Right. Hey, uh, also uh, hitting you in the wheelhouse. Now, I had posted the uh, the Bleacher Report article, but certainly seems like things might be uh, heating up for the services of Josh Hader. And I personally, I hate to see him go. I like the guy. Uh, he has been a very dominant back end of the bullpen reliever. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he is he's projected to earn about five point one million dollars in his second year of arbitration, making him a more cost-effective option. But uh, knowing he's going to get big money, the 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 Brewers more likely to move on him if they get the right uh, deal. So you tell me about uh, the thoughts of Josh Hader being traded away. It's
5: it's if you're in a position like the Brewers are, both from a, uh, a financial standpoint in terms of how they build the franchise and also in terms of how they look to the future and how they deal with contracts, it's probably going to end up happening at some point, and this might be the point. Uh, haters strung together a couple of just fantastic seasons, and it just it works. It's one of these things where the system works against the heart of a fan, and, and it's unfortunate, but it is the way it works in the game, which is if you are, especially if you're a small market team and you have a player who performs well, there's a chance that 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 player doesn't end up with your team and in fact it's actually beneficial to your team if it happens in in the case of hater the brewers would lose one of the best relievers in the game but they have done a very good job over the last several years now of building good relievers even from within i mean Corey canable in his you know at the top of his game jeremy jefferson at the top of his devin williams this past year uh, the Brewers have been able to find relievers. They can they can fill in the bullpen. So this may be the time to cash those in on on Hater as as bad as it is, as sad as it is, and and get what's in return. He can help you for the future. He can help you either stock your system or get you quality major league talent right now. So it's sad, but I think it may be time.
2: What do you think and what do you make of Matt Arnold being promoted to the senior vice president and now general manager of the Milwaukee Brewers? And you've got David Stearns going to solely the vice president or president of baseball operations now. Um, I, I look at it as this way teams can't come calling because it's not going to be a lateral move unless you want to make him the president of your baseball operations. It's somewhat of a smart business move by Mark Atanasio, but give me your thoughts on that.
5: Yeah, you know, I'm actually all the way on board with, with uh, our buddy, uh, Andrew Wagner, who pen- mentioned this on Facebook. He said it's it's a fantastic thing, all except that uh, the, the chances of catching Matt around the batting cages in spring training and being able to just kind of shoot the breeze with him, uh, it, it's that's gone now because he's in a different position. But, yeah, I think it's...
0: it's
5: First of all, you love to see good things happen to good people, and and Matt is good people in a lot of different ways. He brings a lot to the organization as well, uh, and he would have been a tough guy to lose. And I think that's uh, it's a good move on their part to elevate him to a, a higher role. He certainly deserves a higher role. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if there's any tie-in whatsoever with uh, with David Stern's having been approached recently. Uh, you know, by the Mets, maybe David was like, okay, look if I can, if I'm staying then can we make sure that Matt Arnold stays too and try to keep this thing intact but that's uh you know that that's a, another good baseball mind and and if you have a successful front office it's usually more than one person usually that's right. a group of people it's a good move to keep them around
2: Yeah, I I would completely agree. And I I didn't even talk about the Matt Arnold side of things. I'm more, you know, focused on the David Stearns, keeping David Stearns around. But you're right, when you keep around the, the, the brain trust, so to speak, and that's able to stay intact especially after years of working together and how it functions in conjunction with uh, the manager on the field. It's it's a very good thing. Uh, I want to move real quick uh, to this game this weekend, which is the reason I get you on, but uh, I did want to address those other two topics. Uh, the, this Colts team, defensively speaking, even though they haven't played some of the level of talent that's tops in the NFL, is still a very good defense, and they can run the football. They've got a quarterback that gets rid of the ball rather quickly. Big test for the Green Bay Packers. This would only be their second win over a team with a record better than 500. What does a win in Indianapolis mean this weekend? To me, it's maybe the first time all year
5: that I'm thinking of the Packers in terms of, a, of what January is going to look like. I have a hard time talking playoff preview for a September game, unless it's like a Super Bowl rematch or something like that. I have a lot of trouble thinking in those terms in September. By November, you feel pretty good about the way, like, if somebody's 6-3, and three, you know, as the old saying goes, they are what their records, you know, tells you they are. So this is a good team. It's a road test, and it's a team they don't see a lot, the old uh, phrase of uncommon opponent. This is one of those litmus tests for me. If, if the Packers do well, especially defensively, if they can hold that part of it up, Against, uh, against Phillip Rivers, which they definitely did not do in L.A. last year against that same quarterback. If they can do that this time, then I start to think, okay, they can do this in January. They can do this in those first couple of playoff games. So, it's, yeah, this is kind of a corner-turning a, a corner moment, easy for me to say. You're not facing the Jaguars anymore. This is a team that, if they were in the NFC, you could see him in January. So yeah, this is from a test standpoint. This is as good as it's been in a while, and I'm, I'm very curious to see how this works.
2: Kevin, enjoy it. Uh, we'll talk again next week, pal. Okay.
5: It sounds good. Let's go. Let's go enjoy this weekend before we start piling up the snow because it's coming soon, right?
2: Yeah, I, I don't even want to think about it. I I, I hope not. <laughs> Give it to me at Christmas, and let's go back to 85 and sunny on New Year's Day, and then I'm good to go from there. Good stuff, buddy.
5: Okay. I'll talk to Drew once he's done with his set of push-ups.
2: Uh, please do. Uh, and he's flexing his muscle and staring into a mirror. Good stuff. There you go. Kevin Holden from CBS 58 joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80 plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or to go to schneiderjobs.com. Check out our friends over there at Quick Trip. They have take, heat, and eat meals right now, just like mom would make. Swipe that quick rewards card. When you say what's for dinner tonight or tomorrow during the game or Sunday during the game, stop in and check out our local friends from Quick Trip. More of the Bill Michaels Show next.
1: Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now. A green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin, Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike
5: Clemens. The Packers head to Indianapolis tomorrow to face the Colts. 325 Sunday afternoon under the dome at Lucas Oil Stadium. Devontae Adams dealing with an ankle injury. That means they'll need to rely more on wide receiver Marquez Valdez Scantling, who says he's proud of the block he threw against the Jaguars that allowed Devontae to score.
0: We do a lot of um, insert blocking where we go in and and block the safety. So we just kind of try to to set it up where, you know, we can um, get them to think that we're going to go in and, and block them. Have to get open and go out and make that play.
5: I asked Packers receivers coach Jason Vrabel what MVS is like on the sidelines during a game. You know, a couple of times it'd be like the third or fourth drive and I just said to MVS, hey man, you're winning your routes. Like, keep your focus, keep digging. He he always just shakes his head. He's like, I'm good. Don't worry about it. So there's never like a selfish, you know, part of him whatsoever. He's a team guy. Colts quarterback Phillip Rivers beat the Packers when he was still with the Chargers last year, 26-11. to 11. Packers defensive coordinator Mike Petton.
0: It's always a challenge to go against uh, to go against philip just you know just because of ha- how good he is at, at, at having an understanding of what you're in and then having the ability to put his team in in the uh in the best possible play
5: that's mike pedden in green bay i'm mike clemens on the bill michaels show
1: i see
2: Welcome back to the program of the Bill Michael Show. We continue on. Glad to have you today. David Stearns promoted uh, to the president of baseball operations. Matt Arnold uh, promoted to the general manager of the Milwaukee Brewers. We just got done talking about that a little bit with Kevin Holden from CBS 58. So uh, kind of addressed that a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit more about this, this, this whole Bucks deal and the Bogdanovich deal. It's not dead, but it certainly has taken a, a – Negative turn, I guess is the best way to put it. Between other teams complaining that there's tampering going on, they want to find out if the Bucks actually talked to Bogdanovich before this whole announcement was made, and then after the fact to try to get him to say he was going to opt out, so there was a deal written and this and that. It's just, uh, it's just. We'll talk about this. We'll talk about this coming up. Also, Chris Rabon, senior editor for the Action Network, coming up right around the corner as well. So stay tuned for that. Going to talk some betting lines and a big win last night for Seattle. Also coming up in the uh, about an hour and a half from now, Eric Branch check at the Green Bay Press Gazette. We got our good buddy Mike Clemens, our Greeny Gold insider is going to wrap it up in the last hour of the program today, so we got a lot upcoming. Stay tuned. It is a prediction Friday. Also we're looking for your predictions. Give us your predictions for the game coming up this weekend, what it means that the Packers win and what it means that the Packers lose. And in addition to that, go over to the Facebook fan page I would put it up uh, this weekend. Going to do some Facebook Live. Let me know what you feel would be the best time, before the game or during the game coming up this Sunday. We'll do some Facebook Live together as well. So let me know what uh, what works best, and we'll try to accommodate and do it in that fashion. Uh, go over there, facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. More of The Bill Michael Show coming up after this.